The Everyday Style School podcast is brought to you by our collection of capsule guides and style masterclasses. Maybe you're struggling with creating a style that really feels like you, or maybe you're overwhelmed by your overstuffed closet, or maybe you just want an easy, done-for-you wardrobe plan. Whatever you need, we've got a solution for you. Head over to youreverydaystyle.com and use code PODCAST at checkout to take 20% off of your next purchase. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at youreverydaystyle.com. Hello, gorgeous. You're listening to the Everyday Style School podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mary, and I've been dressing real women just like you for over 20 years. Now I'm on a mission to teach women around the world how to create easy, effortless style without confusion and overwhelm. If you're ready to create a wardrobe you love and feel confident every day so you can live the life you want, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, friends. If you're listening to this podcast on the day it's released, you know that it is April 15th, which is tax day in the USA. That means I've got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Of course, this year is a little bit different because of COVID-19. Again, you get a little bit of extra time. But traditionally, April 15th is the day we tend to think about money a little bit more. So in honor of that, I wanted to do a show talking about using our resources well when it comes to building our wardrobes. Money is obviously the biggest resource we think of when it comes to our wardrobes. We all think that if we had more money, we'd have a better wardrobe. And that might be true, but then again, it may not. Money isn't the only wardrobe building resource that we have. We also have time and closet space, which both play a big role in how your wardrobe looks. In today's show, I want to talk about each of these three resources, why they're important to your wardrobe, and some ways that we maybe don't use them so well. My goal is to help you make the most of your time, your money, and yes, your closet space to create the best possible wardrobe you can given the resources that you have. Before I do that, though, I just wanted to share what Caitlin had to say in her review on Apple Podcasts. She wrote, my new go-to. I love how thoughtful and clear Jen is when speaking about practical, real-person dressing. I walk away from each episode with a better understanding of what I can do to feel my best through the things I wear. A focus on personal choice and self-esteem makes every tip she shares applicable to the individual listener without feeling like there's a right or wrong or any judgment. Thank you for the insight and guidance I can bring to stores I actually shop at. Well, Caitlin, if you're listening, thank you so much for your kind words. More than anything, I want women to make personal style choices and realize that there is no right or wrong. They're simply best for you in the circumstances that you're in. So you have no idea how happy it makes me to hear that that's coming through for you and helping you on your style journey. Ladies, if you're loving the podcast and it's helping you, I would appreciate it so much if you would subscribe and review the Everyday Style School. Those five stars make my day, but even more than that, they help other women find our show. I would love every woman to feel great about the way she looks, and with your help, we can do that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, let's talk about your three wardrobe resources, time, money, and closet space. Last year on one of my episodes, I shared the principle of easy, cheap, and good. Easy, cheap, and good says that in any undertaking, whether it's planning a birthday party or building your wardrobe, you have to choose two of the three and you cannot have them all. 
For example, your wardrobe can be cheap and easy, but it probably won't be good. Your wardrobe can be cheap and good, but you're going to have to put a little bit more effort into it. It won't be easy. And finally, it can be good and it can be easy, but it won't be cheap. You can only have two of the three. Your wardrobe resources are different. We all have all three all the time. You don't have to pick two and simply forget about the third. With that said, there isn't always balance and harmony between them. Some might have tons of closet space, but no money with which to fill that closet space. Your situation will change over time too. I used to have tons of closet space, and now that I don't, I have to be a lot more mindful of that resource. So the important thing is to use your resources smartly all the time. What I want you to notice is how they work together and how when you waste one resource, you often waste all three. Let's start with money. I think it's pretty easy to see why money is important to your wardrobe, right? Without it, you can't buy clothes. It's pretty self-explanatory and we don't need to go into it. There are a ton of little ways that we waste money on clothes, but I want to talk about two big ones. First, buying things that you don't wear. I'm not talking about things that you wear once or twice. I'm talking about those things that you buy having good intentions to wear and then never wear. When I was doing in-person closet edits, tags on clothes that were bought a long time ago used to hurt my heart. I knew where those things had come from. They came from the clearance section. Some Linda was flipping through, looking for deals, and she found something so cheap that buying it would actually somehow save her money and inspire her to lose 10 pounds and to find an event to wear it to. I can feel some of you nodding right now or thinking, oh my gosh, she is looking in my closet. You've got that stuff in there. I know. I know it. If you walk away with nothing else from this episode, I want it to be this. If you haven't worn something you bought within two weeks of buying it, the likelihood that it will ever be worn goes way down way, way down, like to almost nothing. Don't let unworn things languish in your closet, holding out for that someday, that someday when you fit into it, that someday where you have somewhere to wear it to. Just acknowledge that someday isn't going to happen, return it and get the money back so you can spend it on things that you will wear. Once I had a client who was so proud of her frugality and her money-saving ways, and she had tons of stuff with tags on that she had gotten for a steal. Oh, I only paid $5 for that. Oh, that skirt was only $6, you know, that kind of thing. There was so much of it in there that I pulled out my phone and I turned on the calculator and I made her start calling out prices as I added it up. She had almost $2,000 worth of unworn deals. That's not so frugal, huh? Remember that waste, no matter how little, always adds up. And this is a reason a lot of women can't afford the wardrobe pieces that they'd really love is because they're spending them on things that they simply don't wear. The second way that we squander the money resource is by buying things that you don't love to wear. When I was shopping with clients, sometimes they'd find something that was good, but wasn't great. They weren't thrilled with it. And they'd say something like, ah, oh, it's good enough. And I always said, good enough 
isn't good enough. You never want to wear good enough. You want to wear clothes that you love, whether it's a t-shirt that's the perfect weight or a dress that makes you feel fabulous. No matter how much you have, you'll always pick the best of what you've got. So don't settle for good enough. This is one reason that women have enormous wardrobes, but only wear a fraction of it. The majority of our closets fall under, eh, good enough. But when push comes to shove, it isn't good enough. You don't want to wear it. And so the money is wasted. This is frankly, probably the biggest money waster. The things you wear a handful of times and don't really get value out of are a big, big waste of money. I think the reason that this happens, that we fill our closets with this "Eh, good enough stuff is because we don't know what we like and we don't know what's right for us. I guarantee you that right now you've got clothes in your closet that you don't wear because you don't like how you feel in them. Maybe you don't know why you don't like how you feel in them. You just know that something's not right. The best way to turn this one around is to figure out what's best for you, for your coloring, for your body shape, your personal style, your lifestyle, all of it. That's when you can spend more money on the right things because you haven't wasted it on the wrong things. I talked with a woman a few months ago who is stuck in this loop of doing these major closet edits every few months and donating tons of clothes. Again, a huge money waster. I was like, how do you have bags and bags of stuff to give away every quarter? She told me that she's always buying clothes, but she doesn't really love it as much as she thought she did when she bought it, so she doesn't keep it. She just sort of starts over every quarter. I asked her if she'd taken the body shape class. No. Have you taken the signature style class? No. Did you reach out to the color guru? No. I asked her how she was going to break this style of not liking what she was buying. And she said, you know what? I think I'll just know it when I see it. And she's right. When you find clothes you love, you do know what's right for you. But that is a really costly trial and error process. And not just costly in money, but costly in time and closet space too, which we'll talk about. Put the effort into figuring out what works for you. It doesn't have to be from me. You don't have to take my classes. Go. You can even just go into your closet today and put on something that you bought and wore twice. Figure out why you don't like to wear it. Do you hate the neckline? Do you hate the color? Do you hate the fabric? What is it that you don't want to wear? Figure that out and then don't waste money buying that thing again. If it's because it's a crew neck with puff shoulders, don't buy crew necks with puff shoulders anymore. They won't be any different. If it's a, a washed out purple that just doesn't do anything for you, make, makes you feel kind of sad, don't buy that washed out purple again. You can do this on your own. It's going to take a lot more time. It's, it's going to be a longer process, but you can do this. You just got to pay attention to what you like and what you don't about the clothes that you're putting in your closet. All right, let's move on to time. Time is kind of like money. You understand that creating a wardrobe that you love takes some time. There's there's no way around it. Clothes don't magically appear in your closet and you don't wake up fully dressed for the day. So I don't have to explain the importance of time to you, but I do want to talk about two big time wasters. The first way women waste time is procuring their wardrobes, just buying clothes. 
In my experience, women shop too often and buy too little at a time. Now, I know that we haven't been doing a lot of mall shopping trips for the last year or so, but still we tend to buy a shirt here, a pair of pants there, and it feels like we're never finished, like our wardrobe is never done. There's always something that we're missing or need to buy. I often hear from women, I don't have time to shop. So they just do these little shopping runs, not buying much at all, just kind of solving an immediate problem. But time, like money, adds up. And while you do have to spend time building your wardrobe, the goal should be to have those investments, those little bits of time, add up to something, that you have something to show for it. Even online shopping takes time. It takes time to order, to wait for your order, to send in the return. All of that adds up. And in the meantime, you've got nothing to wear and you're struggling. A better option is to shop less often, but buy more stuff. A few things happen when you do this. One, you save yourself a ton of time. Second, you save money. And third, your wardrobe is more cohesive, which makes it easier to get dressed each morning. Which brings me to my second time waster, getting dressed each day. Did you know that the average woman spends about 40 hours per year figuring out what to wear? That sounds like a lot, but you know what? That's only six and a half minutes per day. So I'm thinking a lot of women spend a lot more than 40 hours per year deciding what to wear. You know, want to know why? When your closet is organized poorly or not organized at all, you waste extra time simply finding things. Forget spending time creating a look you love or putting together your signature style. You're just trying to find pants. When we're pressed for time, the idea of creating that look or having fun with style, it just goes out the window and we just have to not be naked when we leave the house. This is another reason that women only wear a fraction of what they have. When you need to save time, you will always go to your old standbys. So it's really important that your closet is organized in a way that saves you time and makes it easy to get dressed in the morning. I get asked quite frequently about organizing your closet by color. And while that looks pretty, it isn't efficient. You have to flip through all the clothes to find something that's right for the weather and your activities for the day. If you pick something that requires layering, again, you have to go back and flip through all the clothes to find a layer. Flipping through clothes multiple times adds up. And if you spend just an extra three minutes per day looking for things in your closet, that's almost 20 hours per year. Benjamin Franklin said, and I quote, for every minute spent organizing, an hour is earned, end quote. So this weekend, spend 20 minutes organizing your closet to get back 20 hours this year. That's a really good investment of time and your style will thank you for it. Which brings me to our last wardrobe resource. Time and money are really self-explanatory, but closet space isn't so obvious. So let's talk about it. The other day I was being interviewed for a podcast. It was a home decor DIY show. And the host asked me why an organized closet is so important. What I said was that it's really difficult to easily find style in chaos. Can you do it? Sure, you can, but it's hard. It takes extra time. It's frustrating. You're more likely to wear the same 10 things over and over again. But there's another reason. And that is the way you treat clothes in their storage space says a lot about how you feel about yourself and your style in general. 
I've never seen a woman who finds herself worthy of having fabulous personal style have a dumping ground closet, not in the hundreds of closets I've been in. On the other hand, the women who have had some real hangups about taking care of themselves and investing in themselves have had disaster closets full of decades of stuff. Now, I know it's not a peer-reviewed, super scientific study, but I have to believe that there is a correlation there between how you treat yourself and how you treat your clothes. Now, unlike time and money, I don't think women really squander closet space. I think we just use it incorrectly. So instead, I just want to share a couple of thoughts around using your closet space well. The first one is the value of white space. Now, for those of you who don't know, white space is the space on a page or on a website between text and graphics, etc. It's important for a lot of reasons, but one thing I learned ages ago when I was doing instructional design is that white space, the, the parts of a page with nothing on it, can actually help readers and learners feel at ease, and it leads to better comprehension and retention, and it actually makes them more confident that they can be successful. All of that by simply having nothing there. Think about that in your closet. When you look at a space that is overwhelmed with tightly packed clothing, no room to put anything else, so many choices, ugh, our minds just shut down. We don't feel like getting dressed is fun or a form of self-care. It's just a stressful chore. Now, I get that a lot of you have tiny closets and you don't have room to space your hangers exactly two inches apart and hang some beautiful artwork on the walls. That's a great goal, but probably not realistic for a lot of people. So in that case, what can you do? Can you do a totally brutal closet edit and get rid of what honestly isn't working? Can you store more out-of-season stuff out of your closet? Can you redo your closet to maximize some space? There's always something you can do to make your closet feel a little bit more spacious and just to give yourself a little bit of breathing room. Putting even the tiniest bit of white space into your closet will do great things for your style mentality. The second closet space issue is what I like to call big purse syndrome. I actually loved working with women who had smaller closets because most often it was pretty well edited to begin with. The Lindas with the big closets were another story. They had big purse syndrome. What that is, is the idea that if there is space, I must fill it. The name comes from my own love-hate relationship with big handbags. I notice that when I have a small bag, like a clutch or a little camera bag, I carry just the essentials, ID, credit card, phone, lipsticks, pen, like that's it. But when I carry my big bags, I carry everything, all the essentials, plus a wrap in case it gets cold in a restaurant, two pairs of sunglasses, a business card wallet in case I meet someone I need to give a card to, which hasn't happened in years, but you never know, two tins of mints, a few pens, a highlighter, some mechanical pencils. You're getting the idea, right? Because I have the space, I fill it. The other thing that happens is that the quality of each item in my bag goes down. If I have space for one lipstick, it's the one that looks best on me. If I have plenty of space, I end up with a lot of lipsticks I'll probably never wear just because I think I want to have options. If I have space for one pen, the pen works. In my big purses, I can easily go through five or six pens before I find one that writes properly. It's the same in closets. When we have the space not to be picky, lots of us take advantage of that and our wardrobes reflect it. 
If I had a client with a small closet and a minimalist wardrobe, she'd probably have one great black t-shirt. But women with the big purse closets might have 10 black t-shirts that were stretched out, faded with belly holes or an unflattering neckline. They didn't have one great t-shirt, even though they had tons of them. You just have all these things except for the one you really need. If you're a woman with a big closet, get comfortable with white space, lots and lots of white space. Take advantage of being able to hang a piece of artwork in your closet. Take advantage of being able to space out your hangers or add accessory storage. Just because there's room for clothes doesn't mean it needs to be full of clothes. Focus on having what you need and love rather than just keeping things because you physically can. The last thing I want to leave you with today is that when you think about buying things, ask yourself if you're using your resources well. If you bring home a clearance skirt and you have nothing to wear with it, you've wasted the money on the skirt, the time it took you to find it and buy it, and the closet space of storing it. On the other hand, if you bring home the perfect dress, you've invested money in yourself and in your style. You'll save time when you have to find something to wear. You know you've got something. And you're using your closet space well by only holding things that you love. Learn to become a good steward of these three resources and your style will absolutely show it. Your homework this week is to pick one resource, just one of the three, preferably the one that hit home the hardest, and ask yourself how you're using it well or how you're wasting it. If you're a person with tags on clothes you never wore, pull out that calculator and get real with yourself about how much money you've wasted. If you're wasting time getting dressed every morning because it's difficult to find things, get those hours back by getting organized a little bit better. If your closet isn't supporting a woman who values herself and her style, make changes and clean out that big purse if you've got one. We will be back next week. In the meantime, come say hi on Facebook or Instagram. You can find us at Everyday Style with Jen on either one. I would love to connect and say hi. That's it. Bye for now. Hey friend, thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget to head over to the website for any links, downloads, or resources we talked about during the episode. Go to youreverydaystyle.com slash podcast and find the episode you're looking for. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our email list. You'll get a weekly style tip as well as links to my favorite product of the week to help make style even easier. It's an email you'll actually look forward to getting, so don't miss out. We'll see you next time. And until then, stay stylish.